Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. I can count, Tom. Hey, everybody. I don't believe you. Hi, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched... Robert Robert the Robert Burger movie. Yes. Robert Burger. Robert Burger. Uh, oh boy. Oh no. Oh no no no. Oh god. Oh boy. Oh, Dad, I don't want to stop your flow, but can you pass the peel off? Oh, God. That's butter. You know what? Butter's better. The movies, Dave. <laughs> uh, I, no no better been... way to celebrate the movies being back than a movie about a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have, so I, I saw this almost a week ago, so I, I'm reviewing it in my head. I, we didn't originally, like, I didn't, I didn't watch it planning to talk about it, but I'm glad we are because I, for the past couple years, have been watching the shit out of this show. Um, Hannah showed me it originally, and I I took to it. Uh, for for reference, I guess this is a show by Lauren Bouchard. I think I'm saying the name right. Uh, he he and Brendan Small created uh home movies, mm-hmm. and before that, so like that's where that that him and Brendan Small kind of had a they split up. Brendan Small did um, you know metalocalypse after that he also worked on dr cats obviously uh and so there's this direct line between dr cats and bob's burgers uh and i love dr cats i love home movies i've i've uh, it's just really gets me uh and this is a, yeah the movie tom did have you watched much of this show i only started this year like maybe a, oh, okay. like a couple of months ago uh yeah, I was a big Archer fan. Um, so it was. Yeah, it was always. I love Archer. I was a little, a little difficult to me for me to get into Bob's Burgers at first because H. John Benjamin does not change his voice at all. Um, no, he doesn't. It's just his, the way he speaks. Um, but Bob is such a completely different character from Archer, so he's, it was like jarring at first. He's a different character than every H. John Benjamin character. Yeah, uh, because usually that like that voice tends to get associated with like uh like a f- like kind of a scumbag a little aggressive yeah coach mcgurk archer um uh uh ben Doc- katz dr katz's son yeah yeah that's it's a douchebag voice yeah <laughs> that's, that's um, in in who's he playing cerberus in um uh venture brothers i don't remember <clears throat> oh okay you're, you're- he plays the master he plays like the evil Dr. Orbius is like a demon like mentor. And again, he's he always kind of plays kind of a kind of a douchebag. Yeah. Uh and so this is one of the it's one of the weirdest performances cuz he's 
he's kind of the straight man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I got super into the show a couple months ago, went and saw the movie, uh, and it's great, Dave. It's great. It's a great film. Oh, yeah. This is fantastic. It's, it's a delightful film. Yeah. It's, uh, it's weird. I mean, well, I, I will talk about that because there's some other things about Bob's Burgers that I think is unique uh-huh. to cartoons. Oh, uh, unique, is, to, unique to sitcoms, too, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I would say less unique to sitcoms, but, um, well, no, you're right. You're right about that. Yeah. Uh, the the thing that I was going to say is unique to sitcoms is that the conflict is not built off the family hating each other. Yes. The family. And that's really gets refreshing. Al- yeah. The family always gets along pretty much. I mean, there's, yeah. there's little small riffs, but like their default is like the three kids are inseparable. Bob and Linda are like almost always on the same page. Um, it's them against the world exactly yeah there's a couple episodes there's the beef squatch episode there's a couple of them yeah Yeah. but uh but yes for the most part that is the idea of bob's Mm -hmm. burgers it's like a very family positive uh it it also um this is something hana pointed out to me it's very very rarely do female characters get to be weird or gross uh or like pathetic Mm -hmm. and and that's they do that Tina is a is a weirdo. She's and uh, she's stalking a boy. Yeah, Tina's a gro- Tina's a gross weirdo, and Linda's a maniac. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that's that's nice. Yeah, uh, that's true. Also, you, you, usually they have to be the the fussy buzzkill straight man. Right. It, maybe they evolve to be weirder, but they always start that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that. Uh, I think one of the more unique things about Bob's Burgers is that it is completely grounded in reality. Uh, in for the, terms of, for the most part, yeah, yeah. In terms of plot, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's there's no aliens, there's no weird concept episodes. They don't do a crossover with Star Wars like Family Guy would. They don't do anything outrageous. They, it's it's which again, this is not abnormal for um, a sitcoms. sitcoms. It's abnormal for cartoon yeah. sitcoms, I would say. Yeah. It's, like, uh, like every episode almost is confined to the, the one street and the boardwalk. It's just like their immediate surroundings or the school. Yeah. Um, it, which, which, again, is not unusual for sitcoms, but unusual for an animated show, for sure. Like, the, yeah. the, at, by this point, they're, what are they, nine, ten seasons in? Like, The Simpsons had gone to space. Homer had been president. He, you know, like... Yeah, exactly. It's, and it's... That, they never... They haven't done that so far. <laughs> right. I, I would say it's unique in that it's a it's a adult sitcom aimed at, I would say, people around our age, too. Like, this isn't... I wouldn't say unusual with sitcoms necessarily, but, like, we watch Bob and Linda undergo like a lot of financial trouble, mm-hmm. a lot of socializing as an adult. There's the episode where they go to an escape room with like another couple that they hate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's it's it, it keeps it grounded and it keeps it like kind of relatable to people around our age mm-hmm. uh, who are just starting out with families. So that's not unique in the sense that it's like obviously that's what most sitcoms are, right? It's more of me realizing that I'm old. Yeah, that yeah, that for definitely that that's part of it. Because like The Simpsons was made for people our age when it first came out. You know, right? Like it's right. yeah, Homer. We are the same age. We're as the, Homer. Like thirty. What, Homer's like thirty eight, right? 
Yeah, uh, that's a real bummer. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bummer being old, becoming older than Homer Simpson. Um, yeah, for sure. The, the other no- notable thing about Bob's Burgers is um, it's and it's related to that family positivity thing you mentioned. It's never cruel. No, it's so like seriously, and this is not a knock against those shows, but like the next time you're watching like a. a most sitcoms and particularly most animated sitcoms just like pay attention to how caustic or cynical or uh just mean the humor is right uh, and that's not the humor in bob's burgers and it's and again there's nothing wrong with that style of humor it's just become such the standard for sitcoms or 30 minute uh comedies um that it's refreshing to see one where that's just not the style of humor yeah so this is i don't know if this is true uh it feels like it's designed for people who are either very young or people who are nearing 40 and what i mean by that is that when i was in my 20s and i was an idiot and i wanted edgy humor this doesn't have that uh and it's that it's that age where you confuse the two which is like I I don't know if that's true to be honest because I now think about I loved Doctor Katz mm-hmm. I loved home movies and I would argue th- neither of those are very mean either they're a little more mean I've they're not, a little I've like, not I, I feel like Doctor Katz is a little bit more uh, but I haven't it, seen any of home movies and I've seen very, oh, very wow. little Doctor Katz so I can't really comment on it Doctor Katz uh, Ben Katz is a sex pest uh, throughout the. Uh, it's that that did not age well because he keeps harassing Laura, the secretary of Doctor Katz. Uh, the the woman who plays Laura is great though, and it's very funny. A lot of it feels very improvised, and obviously the stand up comedy throughout. It's like it really depends. You should definitely watch the David Duchovny Doctor Katz episode for obvious reasons. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know it existed, and now I have to see it. Yeah, because it's all stand up comics and David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's like really weird that, seems, that he did an episode that seems right for david Duchovny. Yeah. <laughs> honestly it seems like something he would uh, a, a situation he would insert himself into yeah hey, um, home, home movies is very <clears throat> similar to bob's burgers in the sense that it's capturing a specific vibe which is like like i would say the bob's burgers movies it it captures both what it's like to be an adult but also what it's like to be a kid right uh because there's the two threads yeah and uh home movies is more focused on adults but it's that same dynamic which is a lot of people just sort of talking it's pretty grounded in the real world but obviously everything is um exaggerated and like there's episodes where like brendan has a terrible sleepover he has a sleepover at a kid's house and they like they serve him weird food and the kid is a, is a pain in the ass and it's like oh yeah we've all as a kid we all know that yeah situation we've been in that awkward ass sleepover before yeah and so like yeah i think if you like bob's burgers you would like home movies and coach mcgurk is uh, a very very fun character he is a man at rock bottom at all times <laughs> and that's yeah that's usually who h john benjamin is playing <laughs> like, right a guy who is lord of all yeah. dickheads uh at yeah. rock bottom and it's yeah. it's interesting that like i was so not used to hearing him voice a character like bob who is none of those things no uh, who is that it was like a, is, it was like is, a weird barrier for entry for me for a minute for the for the show we're just like right. i can't i can't hear ishan benjamin playing this character like i don't buy it but of course now 
it's like now uh, after spending the last several months watching Bob's Burgers and then seeing this movie, so it, it's like weird to watch Archer for me now and be like, oh, why is Bob being such a shithead? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's, I think there's, there's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with Archer. There's technically nothing wrong with Family Guy. I sort of, I'm not, I, 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 I I'm sick we, of Family yeah, Guy. Yeah, we don't have to talk about <laughs> yeah. that. There's, there's, I guess uh, what I was going to say is it's extremely refreshing for me at this time of my life to have a show like this. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think it's age because now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I used to watch home movies in college all the time. And that's a very kind show. I would say it's a little more rough around the edges um, for, for, you know, it's a little, it's a little, I wouldn't call it edgy, but it, you know, uh, and uh, this show is just like really relaxing overall because it is, it's not mean. It's still quite funny. Yeah. Uh, it's it is very, not. It's just very peaceful. I don't know. They do music all the time. I love all the music yeah. they do. Oh, uh, yeah. There's, I get, I got a lot of their songs stuck in my head. Yeah. I was, uh, uh, I, I thought this, I expected the movie to be more of a musical. Uh, yeah. I, I've seen reviews saying that. I, I really like this movie. Uh huh. Yeah, if I had one critique of it, and it's not really a critique, because I, I, I don't really know what they should... I, I knew this going in. Um, it's mainly that I understand anybody who doesn't want to go to a theater to see this. Because I, I've seen, like, why is Bob's Burgers bombing and all that? And it's like, because this movie is just a long episode. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. Uh, this is not a show that people would go out to the theaters to see a movie version of. This is a show that people put on a loop. They, they yeah, have it's, on. It's very, watch. it's very peaceful. It's very comforting. All the ukulele music. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You uh, gotta love that yeah, ukulele it's, it's, music. It's interesting like, how different an approach this is to like the Simpsons movie, what the Simpsons movie was. Like The Simpsons movie really tried to make it an event and blow it all out, and it's this huge, uh, sprawling... Uh, a storyline about like Homer having to literally save the entirety of Springfield from destruction. Um, yeah. And then this is just the complete opposite instinct where they just went with, we'll just do basically a storyline that would have been in an episode. And it's really similar right. to a storyline they already did. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is smaller yeah. than some of the episodes they've done. Yes. And that's what I thought was interesting is like, yeah. I, I think they could have made this bigger. Yeah. I think they could have done something where they go on vacation or the kids have like a more Goonies adventure mm -hmm. or they could, they could have made this a lot bigger than it was. And instead of that, it is really just feels like an episode. Mm -hmm. That's just a longer yeah. that they, and for that reason, they take their time with it. Like you would a movie, which is, it's nice to see them do that level of storytelling just kind of like stretched out because obviously like sitcom plots it's like you the the speed at which they have to move is so fast yeah uh so it's nice to see them actually take their time do we want to actually go through the plot uh yeah sure uh so it, it it's uh bob and linda uh go to the bank to get uh, an extension on their loan uh they're turned down and uh, it start everything starts just piling on them basically financially. Uh, a giant sig coal uh, shows up at the front of Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's subplots where Tina is trying to ask uh, Jimmy Pesto Jr. 
uh, to be her boyfriend or her summertime boyfriend. Her summer boyfriend, yeah. Yeah. Gene <laughs> has a piece of crap that he instrument that he loves. There's <laughs> two forks, rubber band to a napkin dispenser. I love how modest Gene's <laughs> goals always are. It's like yeah. he's oh, yeah. half of the time it's literally playing with trash. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Gene is great. Gene is great. <laughs> they 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 very much I think are like uh he's perfect uh <laughs> he's so filthy <laughs> yeah he really is uh and louise is um dealing with the fact that she feels like she's a baby she's w- been wearing her hat her whole life uh her her rabbit ears um she's ridiculed on the playground for for not doing something uh out of fear that her hat will fall off so those are those are like the they set it up and and the way you would as a musical is you set it up in a song, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh so it's everybody about to go into summer and it's like this is my expectations. And I'll say that's where the movie does feel bigger. It's is there's only maybe 3 songs, like 3 big musical numbers. Um <clears throat> but uh they really you you see the, how the 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 extra budget they spent goes into the animation. Like the animation yes. is really, really cool in this movie, especially if you're a fan of the show and you're and you've, you're normal, you're you're used to seeing these characters animated, you know, with a, with the television budget. So seeing them in the movie was really cool because with the, with the dan- uh, music numbers in particular, they get to really get into dancing and they they love to animate dancing on the show too. So it was cool to see the movie where they had more money to do it and they get to do more elaborate stuff uh particularly with the dancing but with all the character movements it just looks cooler uh yeah apparently it's hand drawn uh reading about it yeah uh so that's really interesting well no honestly i thought they probably you know they probably did the disney thing Mm -hmm. because you're right it's like they had more time to do the the to have longer songs and stuff but there was some dancing in this and in the ending credits is all everybody dancing yeah and it felt like they were really proud of the dancing and i i think they used human references right like i feel oh, like probably, they yeah. did like the disney thing where they record someone actually mm-hmm. performing because man the dancing is is really fun yeah the 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 carney dance yeah. is the funniest fucking thing it's ever so good <laughs> yeah i want to watch that dance again because it's so it's both coordinated and not yeah <laughs> it's it's a deeply unhinged dance <laughs> <laughs> it's really good um so the sinkhole happens uh jimmy pesto smiles he doesn't speak for some reason odd odd how he doesn't say yeah anything. jimmy pesto uh, doesn't have any lines in this i wonder yeah, why i wonder why weird. i wonder why what, uh, i don't know i don't know man I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not gonna look it up i'm just assuming they they didn't want him in it yeah uh and so uh <laughs> and so well, it's not like, like he tried to overthrow the government or anything <laughs> no 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 nothing like that so so uh they're basically fucked like they have to pay the they have to you know uh they have to pay the bank but they now they have a sinkhole so they have to like usher people through the alleyway which is just not working um bob's dread is beautiful (laughs) that dinner scene oh yeah where he's just groaning (laughs) yeah he's just staring straight ahead and groaning yeah it's so good uh it's that idea that bob is yeah he is that person in the family who feels like he, he's actually worrying about these things while everybody else around him is like, it'll all work out, you know? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, their landlord, Calvin Fishoder, uh, 
is they they get like a maybe that they might not have to pay rent because of the sinkhole. Uh, Louise decides to prove her bravery bravery by crawling in the sinkhole and discovers a skeleton. Yeah, uh, and it becomes a crime scene. They learned it was a carny at the Wonder Wharf uh, who disappeared. Uh, and then Calvin Fish Oder, their landlord, who is Kevin Klein, who yeah. is wonderfully Kevin Klein. Yeah, he is just this, fantastically Kevin Klein. This might be one of my favorite Kevin Klein it's performances. Kevin Klein having the most fun. He's basically playing his character from A Fish Called Wanda. You're right, he is. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, and then Zach Galifianakis is his brother. Yeah, that's perfect. It is just... Yeah. And and again, this... um. The the premise of the movie is uh, pretty much a retelling of the episode where uh, what's his brother's name? Um. Oh shit! It's Calvin. Ow, ow, Calvin is Felix. His Felix. Name, right? Felix. 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 Yeah. That's Zach Galifianakis. Uh. There. Yeah. It's this basically a retelling of an episode where Zach Galifianakis and his his girlfriend, who is voiced by Jordan Peele, um, yes, try to kill Calvin so that they can take over the wharf. This is right. like almost Which the is... exact same plot, except they introduce a third fish odor who is their cousin, voiced by David Wayne, and he's the one that is that actually murdered the carney and is trying to frame Calvin for it so he can take over the wharf. Yeah, I think it goes without saying that the voice acting in this fucking um, Christian Skull, fucking. We mentioned David Wayne. Gary Cole plays Sergeant Bosco. Yeah, he does. Um, Nick Kroll is there, of course. Like, it's it's constant. It's constant. Jordan Peele's in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny Slate is constantly in uh, as Tammy. Sam, Sam Cedar is there. Paul Rudd is there. It's this is this is not just this movie. They've they've constantly gotten such so many good voice actors uh, throughout this series. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so they've decided that because um, Fish Odor was not nervous when they saw the sinkhole, that he must not have done the murder, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What were they doing? They were driving around in a golf cart drinking champagne out of a camel pack? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the other... Oh, this is something Hannah pointed out to me about the series in general, is that it's not being mean, but every person who is born rich uh is is like in their own bubble in this show and movie yeah like that is across the board anytime there's an old money character they are out of their minds yeah um the only case that it's different is when it's bob's friend who got rich uh played by um fuck jerry uh chris parnell Parnell. oh yeah yeah (laughs) uh that's the only time and it's someone who wasn't born rich so like i don't know it's not again they're not like coming down they're not being like eat the rich or anything which you know i don't disagree with yeah but they're 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 more just like these gentle reminders of how the world is like it's usually the people that they depict as being like nice people are the carnies or the bikers or the downtrodden people Mm -hmm. and they and they often establish that like the wealthy and powerful are a problem and are usually uh more sinister yeah that just is yeah yeah interesting just because they do not live in the in the same world as the rest of us yeah exactly uh so yeah the kids are out to prove that uh fish odor didn't do it because they overhear that like there's financial problems so they realize that they have to uh help 
uh, I fucking love the Sergeant Bosco stuff where he's <laughs> and, uh, outside the biker yeah, bar with his police light and his badge. But, like, it, yeah, it's, it and just, he's undercover. It just keeps compounding. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's like it's a, it's like almost like a Futurama joke. Yeah, it is. He's staking him out, and they're like, "Yeah, you might want to. It's like you might want to take your light off your car." Oh, damn it! And your badge is in the window. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> the bikers are just like, "Hey, kids, are you bothering that nice policeman?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Bosco, who's not on homicide, that, that's that's a that's a point in this. Uh, uh, they, they they basically try to yeah they they find clues like a cuff link. Uh, that was on the body. A yeah, tooth. it's it's it, it's, you know. it's a real basic. It's real basic mystery stuff. Yeah, and uh, they go on an adventure to find try to find um, some sort of uh, evidence, evidence that Fish yeah. Oder didn't do it. Meanwhile, Bob and Linda, with the help of Teddy, who we haven't even talked about, Teddy's beautiful character, beautiful <laughs> man. He's the character that uh, uh, he's who H. John Benjamin would play normally, right? Yeah. Yeah, Teddy's not a scumbag, though. No, he's not. But he's always he's at he's perpetually at rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. He's never he's never not at rock bottom. There. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember the Christmas episode where they build a wire trap for Santa and Teddy gets his wrist caught in it? Yeah. That is like the perfect distillation of Teddy as a character because as soon as he gets his hand caught in that in that wire, he becomes right. a wild animal. Yeah, <laughs> he starts the thrashing around violently and trying to pull the refrigerator yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, poor Teddy. Teddy is Teddy is their handyman, and he's got real handyman energy, uh, and he's like always a little sad and lonely. <laughs> Oh, he's just a little bit. Yeah. And so he's, he loves the Belcher family and he's always there and they've sort of accepted him. Like Bob doesn't, there's episodes where Bob isn't completely willing to call him his friend. No, it's because he's a frustrating man. Like he's, yeah. he doesn't deal well with change. So like if he comes inside and he can't sit in his seat, he freaks out. Like, right. And it, again, I feel like we've all sort of known yeah, Teddy's. Yeah. Uh, and it's that I kind of person where you're like, what do you do all day? What what are what is your life? Uh, and so <laughs> the the episode where uh, Tina is basically dupes him into investing in in her garbage school project, like her school business, and they have to uh, oh yeah, Louise they have to like force Louise, him away. Yeah, Louise and Jean come in and like, no, no, it's a scam. And, and then Tina, it's like, yeah, you're right, it's a scam. But like, they still can't convince Teddy not to invest in it. Yeah, they have to like have force to sh- him. It's like, yeah, I wonder what they, it just cuts them later. And Louise saying something like, "Yeah, must the, the whole uh, neighborhood just watched three kids shove a hundred dollars back into a grown man's pocket." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, Teddy's a pure soul. Yeah, he's uh, a beautiful man. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, we all. I, I aspire to be Teddy. <laughs> he's perfect, perfect man. <laughs> um and so he's helping them out he builds a food cart and they go to the wharf and they basically i I, this is the this is the beauty of linda's energy is linda will get herself into these really like serious situations through happy-go-lucky attitude there's the one where she steals the cop's gun did you see that one no oh (laughs) sergeant bosco is like ruining she's doing a date 
a, like a speed dating at the at the restaurant oh wait yeah and I, yeah when she yeah, holds everyone she, hostage yeah yeah and then she one. just like playfully takes his gun like it's not a big deal <laughs> and then she's arrested <laughs> because it's like oh yeah you can't take a cop's gun you absolutely can't it's but a, it's always that it's where it a escalates. Real serious crime <laughs> yeah where her her she's yeah she's <clears throat> <laughs> um so like yeah so they're going to the wharf and it slowly dawns on them that like what they're doing is really like illegal they're pretending to be a vendor at it's the wonder Wharf. it's it's illegal and it's also it's shitty like they're looking around at all the yeah. actual wharf vendors and like oh we're stealing money yeah. from them <laughs> the slow realization that yeah. what they're doing is fucked you up you can't just do that <laughs> yeah uh and they get and they get uh chased away and then there's and then meanwhile the kids are they they their like clues lead them to the roller coaster to the um yeah yeah it's there's a secret base in the roller coaster where the cousin david wayne reveals his plan he's gonna drown calvin and felix and burn down the wharf because he has plans for uh basically a new amusement park that's gonna have new shops and he, he wants to update it to make more money Right. And basically Bob and Linda swoop in to save them and they just get kidnapped as well. Uh, the whole Belcher family is going to be murdered, uh, which, again, not the first time. Yeah, thing that has happened more than once. Yeah. At least Bob has almost been murdered yeah. um, by Felix. By Felix. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird that Felix is allowed. I mean, that's the point. He's yeah. allowed to just walk around. Yeah. Felix is just free. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yep. Um. And so they have to escape. The they uh, they they pull put to the statue nipples, and Bob and Linda, I believe, escape. Right or no? The whole family escapes. The whole family, they get into a bumper. The car fish case. odors. Yeah, the fish odors are left behind to die in the. Um, they have they they at least think they have rigged a uh, a amusement park submarine into a real submarine. To, uh, to which drive, they realize like to you drive can't to do. Cuba. They're gonna drive yeah. along the ocean floor to Cuba. <laughs> yeah. And then So they, they're actually yeah. just gonna drown in that right. thing. They're just gonna sit in the bottom of the ocean and drown. Right. Because the and, car uh, is not gonna drive anywhere. Right. It's very funny. <laughs> so they take they take these little bumper cars, which are like rig rigged to have like a windshield like they're little cars that you like they have cover they yeah have a hood. yeah and we we know why soon they basically do a little car chase and then they get shoved into their own sinkhole and uh the the cousin buries them alive and this is where they did a lot of work because there's they show that they replaced the pipe that broke with a plastic pipe that's like flimsier mm -hmm. uh and so they basically use the car to they they rev the engine and like break the pipe to get out. But before that, they handle the um, the stuff with um, with Louise, Louise, yeah. and her bravery. And she thought that that hat that she wore was because she was scared to go to preschool. Uh, and the reveal is like, no, we made that after preschool. You were brave, and I made the hat because it reminds me of my mother, Bob's mother, which we never really. Like they never really explore her that much, so it was cool to have that. Um, and it's like a heartfelt moment uh, yeah. as they're being buried alive. Yeah, and they get out, and then um, they basically they they save they save the day, right? They get the cops involved. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, uh, Bob is able to step on the gas to 
to use the car's rim to saw through the plastic pipe. And they get out, and Teddy frees them from the capsule. Right, and then they they actually, uh, Tina has to, um, not Tina, uh, Louise has to save the day and show that she's brave by actually preventing the explosion. Yeah, both her and Bob have to climb out onto the roller coaster. Yeah, Bob does nothing. He climbs out there, though. Like, he, 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 he he makes the effort, so... Yeah, it's great, though, that he just climbs out and he's slowly trying to get there while Louise does the actual thing. Uh, and then the sinkhole's patched up and Fish Odor is so uh, thankful that he, uh, that they, you know, they he pays off their loan, etc. Yeah, he, well, he, he, he waives their rent for the month, so they're able to right. pay, pay the bank the loan on their restaurant equipment. Right. Again, they do. They, it's a very interesting dynamic they always have where Fish Odor gives them just enough. Mm-hmm. He never wants to actually help them, even when he wants to help them. Yeah, he, he won't. Uh, there, there is a very firm limit to how much help Mr. Fish Odor will ever give them. And it's, it's right. the most will just be he'll he'll waive rent their their next month's rent. He'll dig them out of their he'll get them out of like whatever problem, whatever current in. crisis they're in. Yeah. Yeah. But just barely, like just enough. Yeah. So there's always like it's just forever robbing Peter to pay Paul is Bob's Burgers, and that's yeah, you know pretty much the reality for a lot of us. So it's nice, yeah, exactly, to watch it and they, be comforted a, by it. Yeah, they had a very the the episode where Bob's rich friend shows up is very interesting because the idea is he actually gives Bob a lot of money, invests in the um in the restaurant, but he wants to change it all and make it like cheap. He wants to make it like a tiki bar and like, and it's not what Bob wants. And I don't know. I thought that was a very interesting observation about like, you know, uh, someone investing in a creative endeavor. Well, and there's, there's a through line with Bob too, throughout the show and the movie is that he doesn't, he's worried about the money because he has to keep the lights on, but like he really is like an artist or at least he has an artist spirit. Like he doesn't care about, yeah, he doesn't care about making money. He wants to be able to make, hamburgers the way he wants to make hamburgers right and he in to a fault where yeah, like at to the a, beginning, to a he's, fault yes yeah where they do, go to do the business loan and he makes the guy a burger and he's like this burger is gonna change his mind and the guy's just like i'm cutting down on meat yeah he just doesn't even uh, eat it and they're so shell-shocked like linda's like do you want the fries yeah <laughs> uh, yeah no that is bob is bob is an artist he's passionate <laughs> about what he does his his whole upbringing was like he worked at his dad's diner yeah his dad wouldn't let him do the things he wanted to do which were burgers that honestly sound terrible most of the time (laughs) but he loves them so much yeah it's it's what it's what gives him joy (laughs) yeah and that's the whole struggle it's a very it's very much about uh wanting to do what you want to do uh in the face of uh, constant poverty. Yeah, it's because yeah. Jimmy. That's what Jimmy Pesto's represents. Of course, is the easy route. It's Jimmy Pesto's across the street is like the sports bar, even though it's also an Italian restaurant. It's like a weird mix. Yeah, um, he just does whatever is popular and it's going to make him money. There's no no creative integrity. He's just he just know, wants to make money. He's just making. He money, doesn't yeah. care about the actual food. No. Uh, whereas Bob always cares, but also his tastes are simple. He just wants burgers and fries. Uh, he doesn't, although I do, their Thanksgiving episodes are always delightful because yeah. Bob Bob's a lunatic is so much, Thanksgiving. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he loves it so much more than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah that's i mean uh, that's the bob's burgers movie what yeah. season are you up to oh we i'm just watching around like I, similarly I, oh, okay. I i got into it because marina got into it and she's watched all of them but she's gone through and made playlists of every her favorite episodes from each season so oh that's um, a good idea yeah I'm, so I'm altogether like altogether i've seen probably f- i don't know 50 episodes okay i've seen them all to different various extent extents of like sleepiness so every now and then i'll still hit an episode where i'll go oh i don't remember this episode at all and it's kind of nice it's a nice little surprise but it's one of our like i'm just having this on on a loop Mm. uh constantly because it's just so comforting yeah but it is weird how like like did you do the cruise episode the one where bob gets abducted to be the abducted yeah yeah they all do like that's big that's almost bigger stakes i mean yeah i guess this one they almost all get murdered yeah but it's just it's it's wild how small scale they did this that's really all it comes down to in terms of critique of this movie is it's not the movie itself it is it's kind of um it's kind of expectations yeah for this movie it's you're putting out a bob's burgers movie and i'm i was so pleased but there is really no universe where the success of the movie should reflect the success of the show if that makes sense Mm -hmm. where it's just like it's not really something especially post pandemic with top gun and all this stuff in theaters yeah Uh, it's just like i i it would be i would be so surprised if this movie did well in theaters because it doesn't seem like it's designed to. No, it's even just designed in, even, for like Bob's Burgers fans. Yeah, even in like a perfect scenario, like it was never, it was never going to yeah. be the huge hit that the Simpsons movie was. Uh, just exactly. because it doesn't have that level of cultural saturation. It doesn't have like Bob's Burgers. Obviously, is a very popular show, but it's not like it's not the Simpsons popular. Right. You know I mean, and like it's if. It, it was only yeah, it's the movie was only ever going to do modest numbers for sure for sure and and it's not a very yeah it's not a very big scale movie Mm-mm. i will say i think this show should replace the simpsons in terms of like what's popular and i i don't i don't even know if the simpsons is that popular anymore i haven't seen an episode of the simpsons in ages um it just feels like this is like and, and again nothing against the simpsons or anything it's just this show is popular but it feels like it should be more popular like I, I wish this show should like is more. I want, I want a Bob's Burgers uh, land at Universal. Fuck yeah, it. ideally, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, in a way, it's kind of perfect, right? Because it's like Bob himself, or like his yeah. his restaurant. It's only ever going to hit the. Uh, it's got a definite ceiling in terms of how successful it's ever going to be. It's true because I don't think it, it much. Yeah, you're right. Much like the 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 actual uh, restaurant. They're not going to change. Mm-mm. They're not going to do... Again, they're not going to have aliens show up. They're not going to do anything like over the top. They will do adventures. They do a Goonies adventure mm-hmm. at one point. They do, they've done they, it more they, than once, actually. Yeah, they've done a few they've done, Goonies adventures. There's the seaplane episode. Like They've done these yeah. moments where they are That's in peril. That's a great episode. So Any, good. Anytime Will Forte shows up. <laughs> yeah, as, as a sex pest, of yeah, course. He's, uh, yeah, it, yeah, he sort of always is, isn't he? Oh, no, wait, no, wait. He also plays, I think he plays the music teacher, doesn't he? Oh, he might. That makes sense. I think he plays one of the teachers. Anyway, yeah, he plays the seaplane. If if you've not seen the seaplane episode, it's funny as shit. (laughs) Yeah. It really is. Uh, He plays a seaplane captain who fakes 
crash landings so that he can uh, seduce women <laughs> yeah. in, in the immediate aftermath. It's Beautiful. extremely Perfect pathetic. Scumbag. Perfect scumbag character to be played by Will Forte. Yeah. <laughs> I would say my uh, the only other... I, I, no, this isn't a criticism. This is more of an observation. This movie focuses very much on Bob and Louise, yeah. which is a constant... There's this thing where this is another extremely cool thing about this show, in my opinion, mm -hmm. is that you look at uh, The Simpsons, right? Yeah. You don't really feel like Bart is Homer's kid. You know what I mean? Like he's his own character. I he doesn't really s disagree. They do a lot of they. I, I get what you're saying, but they have played around with that idea a lot in some specific episodes like uh lisa gets married or whatever that one is called but when oh she, yeah 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 where it shows like that bart has grown up to just be exactly like homer i guess what it is is they didn't design it that way yeah um i would say with family guy uh they've designed it visually that way it's a little more evident um bob's burgers um, more than any other show really paid attention to that mm -hmm. like i feel like from day one yeah. where uh uh where gene and tina and louise all feel like versions of the adults and yes. all the way down to all their little fears and their little quirks uh and the way they look and so like there's this very unique relationship between bob and louise and that he said like i think one day you're gonna run the restaurant like he sees her as the closest to himself uh which is funny because she's not <laughs> no no like tina i and think then, is closer to him yes she, tina has bob's cynicism or his, his like anxiety his awkwardness his anxiety his, 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 yeah. yeah meanwhile gene has he's very much his mother yeah. and then he just looks like bob yeah uh and so like they just they do such a good job with that with designing three characters to to kind of just be like versions of these the the two adults yeah and i was like, gonna like say yeah louise the, louise is like the cleaner mix of the two like for sure yeah. and in terms of her and personality so, yeah yeah they focus very much on that dynamic which makes sense and they do that a lot and i think i don't know they they don't they do a I little bit with bob and tina is well they do bob and all of them yeah and they yeah you, you know what they do stuff with um uh, uh with Lu louise as well yeah or not I, sorry linda with linda linda yeah. and her kids like they have episodes about that yeah but sure. yeah this is i would say like the characters tina and gene don't have as much to do in this no um, they're, they're very much secondary characters uh the it's yeah the movie's primarily about bob and louise rich is like yeah you're gonna make a movie you can't make it about everything um I guess I was a little I was a little sad because Tina is probably she's got to be one of my uh, she might be my favorite I don't know it's it's hard it's it's, like, it's tough Tina's yeah, struggles it's, are so are so fun yeah they're oh man I, I, I don't know it's it's for me it's 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 Linda or Louise or Jean that's yeah that's who I'm always there to watch I mean Lin, Linda is fucking fantastic yeah Linda's the best <laughs> yeah um uh, i think but that's that's an interesting point though i think that's probably i think that's true for sitcoms in general where the kids are less they don't design the characters to to be um 
as though they are the children of, of the parents. They design them more to be like sort of these empty buckets for story concepts. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like it's like everybody well, has to be an archetype. Right. So like and we've got I, we've got a teenage boy, so he's gonna have all the teenage boy storylines we're gonna write. And it's they're less concerned about making that character a reflection of the parents or, or feel like he's uh, you know like they, they they don't they don't normally do that in sitcoms. You're 100 percent right. No. Yeah, they they paid more attention, I would say, than most sitcoms. Like it feels like science here, where mm-hmm. they were it was like they were really figuring out every little detail. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. Is that they don't? That's another big positive. Is that they, nothing fits into stereotypes. I love the episode where Gene, where Bob tries to take him to the laser rock show. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, it's the planetarium, and there's like. A laser. It's like a. It's like one of those like eighties hair hair metal bands, mm-hmm. and Gene can't handle it because it's just too loud. And it, it it speaks to the idea that Gene might be a little bit on the spectrum. It also speaks to the idea of like, yeah, just some boys, some teenage boys are sensitive. Like he's sensitive. He doesn't like this stuff, and it's about him getting over like that fear. Uh, and it, it's like, again, things like that. It's, it's any, really any, refreshing to see shit like that in a sitcom. Yeah. Any, any episode where they get to, uh, that's like the main trait that Gene gets from Bob is his artistic integrity. Like any episode yeah. where they deal with Gene, not liking something, something musically because he just thinks it's bad. Is like yeah, very he, he, funny he, to me. <laughs> he draws a line. He yeah. puts his foot down. He has a fir- like just- the episode where she, the his classmates trying to get him to be in her music video, and he doesn't want to because he thinks the song sucks. Right. Or there's the <laughs> like it he doesn't, objects it's not- to it as a musician. <laughs> right. It's not just artistically. There's the one where they're into that new sport that the that the the counselor introduces, and everybody gets into it. But Gene, he wants to do his hedge trimming that he's doing at recess and it's not about artistic it's about the idea that he doesn't like that everybody at recess is doing one thing and he doesn't like he's like i thought recess was the one place that i didn't have to be told what to do yeah and i really relate to that yeah that's why i hate at a party if someone's like let's play the drinking game or let's do this and it's like that's uh like it's 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 frustrating when everybody wants to do one thing and so I love Gene for that, for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Um, um, I don't know what else we want to say. Uh. No, I, I have nothing else. I, 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 I enjoy... This is more of a f- podcast about Bob's Burgers. Yeah. It's just... But the, it's, if you, you know, it's... Yeah, the, it's, it's, it's about the movie, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess what I'd say is that if you like... If you haven't seen Bob's Burgers... Uh, you could go see this movie you, for sure. You probably could. Yeah, you'd probably yeah. be fine. But just as easily, you could just like put it on at home. And that is the more practical thing to do, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then you get a sense of if you're going to like the movie. But I would say if you like the show or if you just started watching the show, you should support this movie. I just don't... I hope... I hope... Uh, what is this? Fox? Yeah. 20th oh, yeah. century? Yeah. I hope they don't think that this is some sort of indicator of how successful the show is. Because it's like, I really can't see why this would have been financially successful anyway. Uh, I just... I, I hope they get what they want out of it. And I I think they did a great job. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. I can't wait until I can just put it on a loop <laughs> along with the rest of the episodes. You know what I mean? Right. 
Just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that, that's what I was thinking too when I saw it in theaters. I was like, I can't wait till this is just streaming you know, or yeah, streaming. or I can just have it in my house. And, and honestly, it on it's loop. gonna be yeah. like it'll be on. It'll be like a week. Uh, it, it's it's. I'm sure it'll go to streaming pretty pretty soon. Yeah, like the, the window is what three weekends now. So yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's fucking wild. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hey, hey, folks, hey, thanks for listening. Hey, you. Hey, you. Uh, listen, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. If you go on there, we have exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Motors Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spiel Boys. We also do custom we just watched episodes like the like the episode you're watching now. Uh, so you can also do that. There's We watch movies every Friday with our with our patrons there's a bunch of stuff on there that you can get involved with so so uh take a look yeah take a look see slap your peepers on it uh yeah. we also have a store head over to gameplayandemployed.com where you can find a link to our teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts mugs stickers posters all sorts of things so check that out check it out check, check it out yeah and um i don't know i don't know i'm gonna go make an instrument out of trash yeah, I'm gonna go kill someone and bury them. Uh huh. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 